You know, the phrase is, good things come to those who wait. I'm getting awfully freaking sick of waiting. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews, where I'm your host, John Delray. I'm so I just couldn't hold out any longer, right? Like I kind of had intentions after the other day that I would just put out another episode when the trade. But here we are. We are still waiting. Talking about any other topic besides the potential incoming trade, retirement, whatever this is, it just feels useless, right? I mean, there's plenty of time to talk about the combine and everything else later. Plenty of time to talk about all the other fun topics, but like. What really matters right now? What is Brian Gutekunst probably sleeping in his office for the last couple of days? Well, it's all Aaron Rodgers. It's all the quarterback. It's all the trade. It's all the retirement, whatever. So we got to talk about it. And so since we have no resolution yet, since it sounds like the Packers and Jets don't necessarily have full resolution, I wanted to dive into the topic of what does an actual fair compensation look like for Aaron Rodgers based upon what we know. Before we get to that topic, though, just a quick, couple quick news updates for you, uh, both for the Jets and the Packers, since the Jets news is suddenly very pertinent for Packers fans. Number one, just happened just a little bit ago, just before I hit record. The Green Bay Packers were awarded their comp picks for this year's draft. They are given a fifth round pick and a seventh round pick. Uh, so two additional draft choices to play with. As of right now, of course, we may get some more within any time now. But hey, a fifth and seventh in the comp picks for the Packers this year. Uh, number two on the news, Doc, it happens to be some activity for the New York Jets. Today, yes, Adam Schefter just just excited everybody when he put out a tweet earlier saying that the Jets have made a trade and then didn't divulge anything until a couple minutes later when he said that they acquired safety from Baltimore Chuck Clark. So the New York Jets did complete that today. Whether that has much of an impact on the Rodgers trade, that one I kind of tend to doubt. Um, however, the other one could be some... Could be some foreshadowing. Braxton Berrios, the wide receiver and return specialist for the Jets, uh, he was released today. Opens up about $5 million in cap room. Now, the Jets did have a little under $2 million in available cap room um, before kind of all this Rodgers news happened. So regardless, they got to create more room for this offseason anyway. Uh, releasing Berrios gets them about $5 million in the cap right now. Of course, if they're going to take on the Aaron Rodgers contract, they need to be about $16 million under the cap before that paperwork can go in for the trade on the 15th. Yeah, quick reminder, a Packers-Jets trade may be announced now. It may be announced tomorrow. The paperwork can't officially get submitted to the league until the 15th. So realistically, even if they announce a trade now... The Jets do still have some time to trade people, release people, to create that space for taking on the Rodgers contract on the 15th. And the Jets do have a number of different ways to do it. I mean, Corey Davis is doing about $10.5 million. He's a very um, 
commonly thought of potential cap casualty for the Jets. They do have some players to restructure. So that's why taking on the Rodgers money isn't really viewed as this uh, impossibility for the Jets in spite of them not having the money now. There is plenty of opportunity for the Jets to create that space uh, through a number of different avenues. So uh, keep in mind, the trade could be announced now and then they go through the cutting and everything. The 15th is when the trade becomes official, regardless of what happens uh, in any other way. So moving on from that, speaking of the trade compensation, Tom Pelisario uh, of NFL Network kind of created a, a tizzy earlier today when he basically he said that the Jets are aware of what the compensation level is to send to the Packers to do the trade. Okay, there you go. And what some what some people took that to mean, especially on Twitter, I saw it most commonly, was he just said that the compensation has been agreed to. Now we're just waiting on Aaron. And if Aaron wants to play for the Jets, then the trade's done. It's, it's done. Nothing more to talk about. It's not exactly what he said. He said that they're aware of what it's going to take. Now, we know that the Packers and Jets have been talking, talking a lot, okay? But there's some things here that Aaron Rodgers' decision-making will play into. Does he call up the Packers and Jets and say, hey, I'm going to play, and I'm going to play for the Jets for one more year? Well, then that probably kicks in one type of compensation package. Or he says, hey, I'm going to play for the Jets. I want to play at least two years. I'm fully committing to you for two years. Okay, well, then that probably kicks in a different compensation package. I think what Pelissario was really trying to say, and I think what is quite reasonable at this point, is that there are rough parameters, rough parameters, set up for a multitude of different possibilities based upon ultimately what Aaron decides. And what the decision and details entail will kick in this package all right now we got to clean up the fine details or this package now we got to clean up the fine details i think that's what's most reasonable here i don't think that the jets and packers are sitting there with a 100 percent done ready to send in trade as long as aaron says yes now maybe they have and maybe by this point it's different than it was three hours ago but like I, I think that there's fine-tuning here, especially given how complicated this trade's going to be. And I've been talking about that quite a bit. This trade is complicated, predominantly because of Aaron Rodgers' contract, but also his inability historically to commit to anything beyond one year, two years, whatever. I mean, that adds a lot of conditions, a lot of caveats, a lot of things that the Packers kind of want to ignore and the Jets want to build into the contract to say, hey, we'll give you more stuff if he plays longer. So it is a very, very complicated contract. And those take time to work out. And I really think what Palisario is saying is that there's the Jets are very aware of if it goes this way, it's going to cost them this. If it goes this way, it's going to cost them this. Rough parameters for a multitude of different possibilities have been worked out. That I very much believe, and I think it's quite reasonable. Speaking of that trade, I just want to put out there right away that if you're of the mindset that the Packers are going to get this absolute haul, eh, I, don't, I don't think so. I also don't think that this is going to be like the Favre trade where it's like, here's a third rounder so you can get rid of him. 
no, I think that there's a middle ground here. But I don't think this is going to be like the Russell Wilson trade of last year when they shipped off Seattle and Denver. I, I don't think this is going to look like a trade for a, a guy coming off an MVP season, which Rodgers is close to. No, because there's a lot of complications here. All three parties involved in this conversation have both leverage and discounts. Now, the ultimate leverage, I believe, is probably held with the Packers. And I'll get to why in a minute. But still, you've got leverage and discounts across the board. For the New York Jets, their ultimate leverage is they're the only team in the, in the negotiation right now. You know, it's not like there's a bidding war going on with six teams. They're it. Their discount, though? What are you going to do if you don't get Aaron Rodgers? You're going to trot out Zach Wilson? After, after your owner, head coach, president, GM, offensive coordinator, and anyone else who got on Winnie Johnson's private plane? Like, after you shipped them all to California and did the whole wine and dine and courting thing? After you've given all accounts every which way to the media, publicly, everything, that you have no backup plan, that you missed out on Derek Carr? What are you going to do at the quarterback position if you don't close the deal for Aaron Rodgers? Well, that makes them desperate, potentially. And that is when Green Bay can exploit. So there you have their leverage and their discount. Now for Aaron Rodgers, what's his leverage? His leverage is to say, well, I'm not going to play. I'm going to retire. I'm going to enter into the beautiful mystery that is retirement and I'm leaving. Yeah, that is a piece of leverage for sure. You know, his discount though, he doesn't own his rights. He does not control the terms of his employment. He can agree to different monetary things, but ultimately at the end of the day, the Packers do maintain the rights to Aaron Rodgers services. And that is pretty big negative. But for the Packers... What leverage do they have? They have Aaron Rodgers. It's just that simple. The other big piece of leverage here is that they are the only party of the three that is perfectly fine with all possible scenarios. And I say that this way, okay? Let's say that Aaron calls him up and says, I want to go to the Jets. Okay, cool. We're going to do that trade right there then. Let's say that Aaron calls him up and says, I'm going to retire. Packers go, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for your services. Moving forward with Jordan, which is ultimately what we wanted at the end of the day. And we clean up our future cap. Okay. Or Aaron says, okay, I want to come back and I want to come back to Green Bay and Green Bay only. Now the Packers can either be fine with that from the standpoint of, okay, um, we're going to have to work that out with Jordan. We're going to have to you know, make sure that feelings are going to be okay there, that we can hang on to Jordan. But ultimately, it's better for our cap right now. And, okay, so that's one avenue. Let him play. Or avenue two, Aaron, we really don't want that. We really want to move on to Jordan. And we would like your football career here in Green Bay to be concluded. And then Aaron Rodgers goes, well, tough noogies. I'm coming to Green Bay. If they absolutely had to, and this is what they would never, ever do, but this is the nuclear option. And I think this is what a lot of people are missing because I've seen a lot of crap out there saying that the Packers have absolutely no leverage, that they are just going with the whims of the Aaron Rodgers, that the Jets are the only team. The Packers are going to have to fold because the Jets are going to give them such a little return. But here's the truth. If the Green Bay Packers felt like it, 
If they wanted to present the nuclear option and the only true nuclear option on the table, the Green Bay Packers then look at Aaron Rodgers, who has said, I'm only going to come and play for you. And they look at him and they go, okay, we really don't want that. But you're going to continue to go down this road? We're going to ship you to the Houston Texans for a conditional seventh round pick in 2030. What are you going to do now? See, that's what I mean. And there's nothing that anyone can do about that. So here you have the Green Bay Packers who are just, like, who obviously have a preference to starting Jordan Love, right? But who are ultimately okay with every possible scenario. Because as the holder of Aaron Rodgers' rights, if they want him off of the Packers, they can do so in a number of different manners. And I'm not saying that they're going to do that. I'm just saying that that's the nuclear option. And they're the truly the only ones who hold on to that nuke button. You know, uh, Mike uh, Greenberg was on was on uh, what, McAfee yesterday. And he said that Rogers maintains the nuclear option of just showing up in Green Bay. Okay, fine. But the employee does not hold rights over the employer. They can look at him and say... You're gone. Texans. Seventh round pick. 2030. Enjoy Houston. Oh, you don't want that? You're going to retire? Okay. When you're the team that's holding more assets and you're okay with everything, you are negotiating from a position of power. Now, can that power be executed to get the biggest haul from the Jets? That I tend to doubt. But it is the type of power that makes sure that at the end of the day, you get what you want. And for the Green Bay Packers, the ultimate course of what they want here seems to be starting Jordan Love, removing Aaron Rodgers, and having their football team be in better shape for the future because of it by having additional cap, which they would get through retirement, trade, whatever, and potentially draft capital, which they may get from the Jets. Okay, that's what I'm explaining. So let's look at what is actually realistic compensation. What's the high side, low side, and where ultimately do I think that this could wind up? Because, boy, if you were on the tweet machine today or looking around, all of the leaked reports today are that that the, it's not even going to cost a first-round pick. No. No. The, uh, Albert Breer talked about that, and Mike Lombardi yeah, he was. He said the Packers are definitely going for first. But there have been multiple people who've talked about how, oh, I don't even think this is going to cost a first. Reason why it's not going to cost a first? Because it's for a 39-year-old quarterback in one of the most expensive contracts in history, in a god, frankly, a god-awful contract. Oh, and besides being 39 years old, you don't know how much longer he's going to play. And he's coming off his worst statistical season in years. So, if you're the New York Jets, how much are you paying for all of that? Now, of course, it is the Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP. Okay? Just in, in and of himself, Aaron Rodgers is worth the moon. But when you take into account the contract, Aaron Rodgers' longevity, the, the question that has to be asked of was it, was it a decline or was it the circumstances of the Packers that led to this down year? And some teams, maybe the Jets have the question, maybe they don't, of how committed is Aaron Rodgers going to be? If he's on a new team, are we going to see him at June workouts? 
Or if he's traded here and he's our new savior to get us to the Super Bowl, is he going to walk in in August like he did in Green Bay? You at least got to ask the question if you're vetting all the possibilities, right? Okay, so what's the high side of compensation? What's the low side? And then where do I think we're probably going to end up? And this is based upon reading what a lot of different former league execs have put out there in articles, including Andrew Brandt and Michael Lombardi and amongst others. Um, And ultimately, just what I think is reasonable given all of the circumstances. You know, the high side that seemed to be talked about a lot, the, the pie in the sky, what can the Packers get, is realistically probably the Jets' first round pick this year, pick 13, the first in 24, and a young player. Now, the pie in the sky version of this is, whew, okay, sorry, just got a breaking news report. It's, uh, okay, disregard. But anyway, the pie in the sky version is that, you know, you've got first, first young player, and that young player could be, good Lord, I saw some people saying Sauce Gardner. It's never going to be Sauce Gardner. But a young player on the Jets who is in their rookie contract yet and has very high upside, or Jermaine Johnson, um, uh, Elijah Moore, who I don't think Elijah Moore is going to happen given the fact that Moore and Little LeFleur were fighting a lot. I just don't see that suddenly happening. But there you have the high side, 1-1 one, one young player. Okay. Well, what's the low side look like? What's a, a negative return for the Packers? And realistically, that's of the low side. I've seen some people saying it's going to be a mid-round pick. Stop it. Aaron Rodgers is not getting traded for a mid-round pick. I think the low side of compensation is going to be a second in 2023. And then a conditional pick in either 2024 or 2025, depending on how long he plays and how well the Jets do. Yeah, no first-round pick I think is possible. I certainly don't like it, but it's possible. So it'd be a second round pick in 23 and then a conditional. Where do I think we really wind up though? Where's the middle ground? Well, truth is, I think we probably do wind up with pick 13. I think the Packers get the Jets first round pick here. And then I think we also do get a conditional pick, be it in 24 or 25 to whatever, whatever works, but it's going to be a mid round, something like a third or fourth. And then a young player coming back to Green Bay. Okay. Now, that young player, I'm not talking it's going to be Quinn and Williams. I'm not talking Sauce Gardner. I'm talking someone like high upside that hasn't shown much in the NFL thus far. How about Denzel Mims, the wide receiver? Packers still need more bodies at wide receiver. He was someone the Packers were interested in. All of his college metrics were making Packer people but he's been incredibly underwhelming for a number of reasons with the Jets. I don't want to say a throw-in, but a young player who hasn't done a lot. Now, the high side of who that young player could be? Maybe last year's first-round pick, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, yeah, you're talking about a pretty big difference here, but it's possible, and I've seen his name floated quite a bit. So where do I think this trade ends up? Ultimately, I think that middle ground, I think what's going to happen is it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers for the Jets' first-round pick, pick 13, a conditional pick later on, 
and then a lower tier young player. At least that's what I'm hoping. But I think it is quite reasonable, too. So, let me know what you think it's going to be. Um, I just, I can't envision Brian Gutekunst walking out of this without getting the Jets' first round pick. Is it possible? Yes, but just it just doesn't feel right. It just it bugs me too much. So I think you're looking at a first, a young guy at a position that the Packers need, maybe safety Jermaine Whitehead. That's a name I forgot to mention. Starter for the Jets, but not exactly a star, certainly an ascending player. Goodies type. And then one thing that I will add, too, is Rob Domofsky talked about the Packers potentially trying to get Darnell Savage into this trade as well, so the Packers could be out of that contract. In which case, then I think that begs this package. I don't know. The Darnell Savage thing, throwing him in, might actually be a negative for the Packers. Make, make, make the Jets give less because of that $7.9 million value that's on Darnell Savage for next year. But all things to consider. And of course, the, the sliding escalator here is have the Green Bay Packers, how much, how much contract modifications is being done to Aaron Rodgers and how much more are the Packers playing? Ultimately, I think if Brian Gutekunst has the chance to take another $10 million, pay another $10 million to Aaron Rodgers so that the Jets don't have to, if that secures him the first, he's probably doing it and doing it all day long. And that's why I think, I don't know, maybe it'll be Aaron Rodgers, some money, and Darnell Savage. Maybe it'll just be Aaron Rodgers and some money. Maybe it'll just be Aaron Rodgers. But I think the return is what we're circling here. Pick 13, mid-round pick, uh, conditional in next year, the year after, and a young player with some upside. So, thanks so much for checking out today's episode of Lombardi Time Brews. So, so thankful you are here. And hey, we just crossed over 400 subs on YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining in a part of the computer, making me a small part of your Packers coverage. I hope you're having an absolutely sensational day. Hang in there, Packers fans. Whew, we could get news any second, and I think we're almost there. So I'll be back tomorrow, uh, hopefully talking trade. Who knows? Maybe I'll be on in an hour because the trade goes through. We'll see what comes, but hope you're having a great day. And as always, go Pack Go.